Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 73 of the Sunfire Tavern, our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movie, and TV. With me, Ollie, and my co-host Clark, discussing the hot topics from the last few weeks. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, Sunfire Tavern, listen to us on SoundClouds, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Oh, and you can send us through your questions, comments, whatever you want, uh, through the Google form linked in the podcast description below. Hello, Clark. Happy New Year. Movie. Movies. Mo- no, mo- there is only one movie, There's one movie, Clark. Okay. We, they have announced in 2023 there will only be one movie, and it stars uh, Chris Pratt. Well, of course it does. I mean, that's a, yeah. That's a given. Yeah. It's... Uh, hello, I'm good. <laughs> Happy New Year, Christmas, and all that stuff, and January. Happy January. Yay. Yay. We made it to 2023. We We're here. We're we... here. We're queer. We don't want any more bears. <laughs> Classic quote from The Simpsons. <laughs> Of which I'm rewatching again for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's all on Disney Plus, right? I feel like it it's is. been on there for a while, though. It has, but, but they—I mean—they own all the big franchises now, don't they? So there's yeah, they got it there. They've, they've just bought Doctor Who as well. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Oh they just—I think they just bought the publishing rights to it, but they pretty much own the whole franchise now. Yeah. Um, and all of the episodes are coming to Disney Plus, but they're also um sponsoring the next season, I believe. Interesting. So the production values are going to go through the fucking stratosphere. It's going to be like. No longer being filmed in a in a quarry in Wales. Yeah, I'm surprised the BBC. California. I'm surprised the BBC gave up on that. But I guess I, Doctor Who is not quite in the zeitgeist as it was once was. You know no, I mean? unfortunately, it, it it coincided with bringing in the first female female Doctor, who was brilliant at being the Doctor, by the way. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, the writing really fell like off the face of the planet like it it was so badly written oh no um i couldn't stick with it and i love doctor who like i'm a big fan yeah um and i got like three episodes into the is it what's her name jodie with jodie whittaker jodie yeah jodie whittaker that's the mm. uh, three episodes in jodie whittaker and i just couldn't stand it anymore because like, i just didn't like the characters because mm. oh, they added like they've got like three um companions and then the companions one of the companions dad's there as well yeah um or I can't even remember what it was, but like the whole thing became about uh, one of the characters has dyslexia, I think it is, mm-hmm. but it became all about dyslexia. It was oh. like, okay, we get it. Like dyslexia sucks. It's not an easy thing to deal with, but he's also flying through space and time. Let's, yeah. you know, let's just focus it. But it, it, it was all. <laughs> it, like, every week it was like a different. Instead of it being monster of the week, it was like impairment of the week. Oh, fair. They all have like different things. I think one of them has like severe depression or something like that. And it, it, it fair enough, it's trying to focus on issues, but mm. not really what Doctor Who's about. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. Oh man. Um, mm. but yeah, we, I guess we can talk about what our uh, agenda for the week is. There hasn't been much. Yeah, I went way off on one of them, didn't I? Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> Talking about Doctor Who. I mean, I only really watched ju- during the um kind of what was it, Christopher Eccleston. And then, what's David Tennant? David Tennant and then Matt Smith. That was it. Yeah, that was. Oh, yeah, that, that was a great era. Like, yeah, it, yeah. To be fair, once um, Capaldi landed. Yes. Uh, he was fine, but again, the story started to get a bit ropey. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But the, Capaldi had like a really spike. We're talking all about this is the Doctor Who podcast. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Capaldi like started really well when uh, the companion was Jenna. What's her name? The 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 souffle girl. Not sure. But yeah. So she was the companion that was with Matt Smith. They overlapped, and then Matt Smith transforms into Peter Capaldi, mm. uh, and she carries on for a bit. I see. And that bit's good, and then when she disappears, it kind of falls off again. It's just like, uh, it's yeah, not really going anywhere. Yeah, I kind of just remember like the 
David Tennant era being pretty good. And then also, that was when it, that's when it overlapped with uh, Torchwood and stuff, right? Yeah, because, I mean, you know what Torchwood means, don't you? Is Torchwood just a anagram of Doctor Who? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then that's... It blew my mind when I saw that. I looked at the title words and just went, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know that scene in Beautiful Mind where he looked at the, the board and like all the numbers and stuff appear? I was like... <gasps> yeah. Oh, it's I've like seen it. <laughs> I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, but it's like I didn't realize that Arbok and Ekans from Pokemon was just an Snake idiot. and Cobra. Back. You're, an, you're an actual idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> There's another Pokemon one which I forgot, which was also quite good. Muck. No. no, no. <laughs> anyway, I think agenda. I said that last time as well. <laughs> yeah. Our this week. Uh, I guess yeah, like I was saying, this there's not really much been going on, so we'll talk about what we've been playing, what we've been watching. Uh, we're gonna try and give our top three games you must play before you die. Can I Enjoy. add a caveat there? Uh, so, yeah, go on. So these are not our top three ultimate games. These are no. not like the, our favorite games because yours would be. Uh, neon white, neon white, <laughs> and probably neon white. Yeah, 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 um, actually, yeah. And mine would True. just be Persona Five, I think, because yeah. I, I am so far in the guts of this game right now. I mm-hmm. love that sounds disgusting. That's not what I meant to say. You're deep um, in that Persona Five, in it, so yep. deep in it. Yep. You know, oh up, yeah. Up to the, up to the. Um, oh jeez. Oh, this we've lost it. Oh god. Um, no, my caveat is that these are games that we think people who, if you have only just come into video games. And we want to give you three games that basically give you the best experiences across all possible ways and places and stuff. These are the three games you have to play because these are the only three games that are left in the world. Okay. That's what I'm sort of thinking of. Like the same as the top 100 movies you have to see before you die. And like, yeah, it's always got things like Kill Bill on there, Goodfellas, um, like Godfather, that kind of thing. These are the games that kind of represent video games in a way, I guess. Yeah, the games that sort of defined video game yeah you're right i would go what you said actually like if an alien came to earth and he was like show me what you know show me the 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 video games boys show me the ultimates yes like the you know show me the pristine i only have time allotted to play exactly three video games Mm. before i leave to my home planet (laughs) you must tell me what the video and i'm honestly like i'm going back and forth between like 20 games i can't land on three I will, but, yeah, I have to have a think about it while going through yeah. the rest of the agenda. But, um, I'm sorry, I've interrupted your agenda. I'm, I'm being that's so okay. We've got two, we've only got two other things, which is, uh, we've got the me- oh, no, so, no, sorry, this is a, <laughs> a big <laughs> list. A list, it's, it's in one Excel spreadsheet cell, mm. but we've got the menu, good luck to you, Leo Grande, Wednesday gets, oh, so, oh yeah, Wednesday <laughs> no. gets the season two. Good luck to you, Leo Grande is one thing, that's a title. Good luck to you and Leo Grande. No, 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 no I know it's one thing. Um, which unfortunately, I know you told me to watch either of those things, and I didn't get around to it. You've had three days. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, and then we've got some more AI hilarity to talk about. Uh, with which I I just started reading the article about this, but well, no, it's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, I've got some funny stories related to that as well. Yeah, this is not the first time this has happened. No, but, I know. Uh, I know. It I is know. basically an a uh, an AI controlled VTuber denied the Holocaust. Oh boy! So all up there with Kanye West, great, mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, but yeah, so I guess Clark, tell me what you've been playing and what you've been watching over the well, uh, Christmas break. So um, a lot of Persona Five. Oh yeah, 
And we were just at Persona 5 Royal, I should uh, caveat on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had a conversation about this before the podcast, but I didn't want to go over any spoilers because this game is very heavy on its story and it's very rich in its story as well. Um, but I'm in the, the, the final act of the game now. Like, I'm, I'm in the... Uh, without any spoilers, I'm in the fifth palace. Uh, and I know there's one more main palace before there's, like, also a secondary, uh, like, sort of DLC palace that you have to unlock. Unfortunately, and without revealing who the person is, um, I have been told i need to get a, put a certain uh confident to a certain level like max level i think uh before the end of september otherwise i miss out on the bonus content and, and in the guide for that confident it off the cuff mentions a uh the uh the antagonist name and i was just like i've got so far without spoiling any part of this fucking game <laughs> and then in the last the last i'm literally in the the, the dressing room of the final act and that I get, I get it revealed, and I'm just like, ah, oh, but it's fine. I didn't see it coming. Uh, I said to Ollie, and Ollie, Ollie said to me that he did. Um, yes, didn't see it coming. I was very upset, but it's also, I'm still loving the game, and I am now about to experience the ending portion of the game. It is humongous. This game just never stops. Yeah, it's very long, very, 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 long. Very, very long. But you, compl- I can't believe you completed uh, the the base game, Persona Five. Yeah, so I completed it once, uh, but then, like, I've played through all the other... Like, I've I played through, like, Persona 4 twice, and I played through 3 and Portable and whatever. But yeah, so, I guess, You're like... I, more into the series than I, I, I knew going in, I was, like, kind of like, okay, this is going to be a long-ass game. Uh, my partner played through it twice. She got to the final boss and went, I'm not happy with how this went, and then replayed the entire game. Five or four? Five. Wow. And I, I don't know like, there's like crazy. five endings, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in, yeah. I, I think she was literally in the fight with the final boss and she was just like, eh! And then just replayed the whole game. Wow, <laughs> that's some commitment. I, mean, I know, I, I was like, that's insane. But... I feel like I've never committed this amount of time to a game in one sitting before. And yeah. by one sitting, I mean like in a short space of time. Because mm. Final Fantasy XI, I had over like 5,000 hours in that game. Way more than 5,000 hours. Oh my god, um, that's a lot, I, man. Yeah, I mean, let's let's just do the math here. Hang on, five thousand hours in years is oh half a year, exactly yep, half a year. Six I, months. So no, I think I've played more than that. I'd probably say I played for about a year. Yeah, sitting at my computer for about a year because I played it for my entire university, mm-hmm. uh, and then two years. Up. But anyway, I'm, I'm way off on one here. I'm, I'm going really that's off. M- the, that's MMOs, the, man. That's how MMOs it is. go. They are monkeys on all of our backs. Um, (laughs) But no, so I've been playing a lot of Persona 5, and as a result of that, I haven't really had a chance to play much else. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been sort of dabbling, well, I've been kind of huffing the copium to play (laughs) a little bit more Pokemon uh, Scarlet and Violet, but I I really am huffing copium hard. Clark, you're using young young people's chat. I am very cool. Oh, shit. I am Yolo Dabby with the (laughs) yeet. Um, oh, what else do they say? Oh, God. Okay. Drip. Okay. <laughs> uh, drip. I have a drip. There we go. So cool I am. Wow. What a boomer. Listen to you. No. Um, no I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just using words now. Yeah. Um, but no. So what I have actually done, I think I told you about this last time we spoke, is I've spent a lot of time setting up RetroArc on my Series X. Yes. So have every single console below... Uh, PlayStation 2, well, including PlayStation 2 and previous, so everything. The only thing that doesn't work on there is the 3DS because the 3DS uses OpenGL and OpenGL isn't supported on a Series X, so you can't do 3DS, which is fine, that's okay. Yeah. Um, but I've been 
dabbling, I say dabbling, accidentally playing hundreds of hours in loads of Game Boy Advance games, um, DS games. So I've been playing through um, Pokemon Heart Gold and uh, Black 2, or White 2, one of those, and also playing uh, Legend of Zelda Minish Cap, which is a bloody brilliant Zelda game. It's so good. Um, And I'm just happily sitting on my sofa, playing them in 4K, and loving them. Really, really Beautiful. good. So I've been playing those as well. And for anything else, I've been, what I've been doing over Christmas. Uh, weirdly enough, I've... Okay, here's another thing. I've become a full boomer now. Like, I've actually gone full boomer. Oh, yeah? Um, I'm not, I've not become racist and transphobic or anything. I'm just... Oh, uh, <laughs> I've, I've plugged a coaxial cable from my wall into my TV. Do you know what that means? Coaxial yes, cable? Yes, you're watching Freeview. I'm watching terrestrial TV. Yeah, you're like, watching daytime TV. Yes. While I'm cooking, I've got, like... Uh, what am I watching? Oh my god! Goggle, you've... not Gogglebox. Um, like you know, shit talk shows and stuff. Yeah, and I'm yeah. Just yeah. Going, and I'm, I'm like taking it on board, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm. You've two steps away from buying the Express. Yeah, <laughs> you, soon you're gonna be watching daytime shopping channels. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm buying stuff from shopping channels. Which blue, I'm absolutely not doing. Blue, blue Peter, if that's still mm-hmm. going, is that? I don't is think it? it is. I think that's gone. I think yeah, it's gone. that was probably dead. Good. But I realised I'm becoming the guy. Of, I don't know if you've seen the Netflix show uh, Afterlife. No, I'm just becoming him <laughs> without the dead ex-wife. Um, <laughs> that would be weird. Um, but yeah, so I did that, and as a result, I've also been watching, rewatching for some reason again Stranger Things because I resubscribed to Netflix to watch Wednesday last month, and I'm yes. just running out of my subscription now. So mm-hmm. I'm just randomly watching shows, and one of them happened to be uh, Wednesday. Um, which we'll mention in a bit, but it got a season two green light, which is one of the points we're going to talk about. Yes. But that has been about it for me over Christmas. What about you? Cool. Um, so over the Christmas break, uh, so I, I actually, I actually kind of fell into a trap with a, sorry, not a trap, a hole, a vampire survivor shaped hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, it got you. I like a hundred percented the game on mobile and Steam. Oh, good. I'd love <laughs> yeah, to hear that. I played that game a lot. I don't it's, know. It's, it's a good. It's a rewarding experience, isn't it? it? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. It's like a, It's. I don't know. Okay. I feel like here's here's how I feel about the game. Like, is on objectively like a fun game. Like, obviously, I wouldn't have played it this long if I didn't have fun with it and enjoyed it. It does definitely feel like I just got numbers go upped, if you get what mm-hmm. I mean. Yep, like, it's, it's um, it's dopamine rush the game. Yeah, the game is just yep. numbers go up, you know? And it feels like I was playing, basically, I guess it's kind of reminiscent of, like, old-school Flash games. But I kind of understood why, because when I first played it, when it, when it started getting really popular, I first played it. And I played, like, a few rounds. I didn't really understand why people, like, enjoyed it. I was like, this just seems like a video game, ass video game, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, I, but then as the game goes on, and there's actually, like, you unlock way, there's way more stuff behind the scenes, basically. And then I started understanding, like, oh, okay, so this plays off of, like, there's, like, a lot of secrets and a lot of, like, hidden things. And, you know, it doesn't show you that this stuff is there necessarily, but you just kind of, like, run into it and unlock it. And then I was like, right, okay, cool. Um, and then, you know, you do the whole thing of, like, trying to kill the death at the end of the 30 minutes, and there's the final boss, and blah, blah, Which blah. Which I still blah. haven't done, by the way. Yeah. Couldn't I did it, it once. It takes a while, but... No, you're like... cheating. Pardon? You're cheating. No, I, I, I'm cheating death. That's it's for sure. true. That is yeah. what's going on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, so... Uh, and you know all the evolutions and arcanas and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's a co- I think it's a cool game, and I'm not do you sure. Know, do you want to know a cool fact about uh, the mobile version of that game that I learned today? What's that? 
Do you know it is the best version of that game available on the on the mobile store by based on reviews and based on um, star ratings because they had to rush it out quick. Yes. Uh, it, it, so they rushed because they rushed it out super quick to make sure they got ahead of all the clones. It actually became the best of all of them. Yes. Because it it was just they didn't sit and like dick around with features and stuff. They just threw the game raw onto the app store. Yeah. For free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then well, they added the <laughs> one ad thing. That was it. And they just went. Yeah. So they yeah. so you can revive. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, it seems like it's d- done extremely well. So like you know. Very well. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure there's probably people who probably played the mobile version and then went like. Oh, I could play this at a computer as well. So then they just mm. boil on PC and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a good pretty good marketing strategy, especially if you're like a very small team. So like props to the props to Ponkel. Um so yeah, like the game was great. Finished it on PC and on mobile. Both great experiences. Um I've now gone back to Enter the Gungeon on Switch. I'm still trying to it's, it's like I'm just trying to finish the game or like or at least get to a point where I'm like okay and I feel like I've seen enough of the game because even though it's like very old now and was one of the games I bought when I first got a Switch I never really gave it a good chance so I'm kind of uh, playing through it now and seeing how far I can get because it's kind of hard to play on a Switch especially but um, yeah that's good speaking of hard games uh, I fell into a Tark- an escape from Tarkov shaped hole as well that's mm-hmm. the most recent thing because uh, they wiped recently and added like some more content, um, and they added like a new map and all this other stuff. Uh, so I won't bore you with all of those things, but I started playing that, and also because I was doing some research for like uh, like I got bored over the Christmas break and started working on a solo project for a little bit as well, um, which was a little bit related. But uh, yeah, so I was playing through Tarkov. Um, what else? I feel like I played something else. Was it a video uh, game? I I definitely played like some some new board games which I had a lot of fun with over Christmas. Oh, which ones? Uh, so there were there's a game called the bi- one bi- one big one and one small one. So the big one is a game called. Arc- I thought it was the name of the game. No, no, no. <laughs> well, the small one is called Tiny Towns. Funnily enough. Oh, that's the, cute. Like yeah. Tiny kid. Yeah, I'll talk about I'll talk about Tiny Towns because I think that one is this one is like uh, I kind of want to buy it because I think it's it's like the perfect accessible game and it kind of reminds me of like 2048. Have you ever played? Do you remember well, that game? Like, I haven't. The, the, the numbers game where you have to where you like the, merge the, the numbers mobile. together. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the mobile app game. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. So you have like a so the basic of the game is is that you play with lots of other players. And every player has a 4x4 grid in front of them. And basically, there's five different types of resources, which is like brick, wood, whatever, like building materials, right? Um, and a play- basically, you go take it in turns. So, like, for example, you would start Clark and you would be like, brick! And everyone gets one brick thing to place on their grid of 4x4. And you have to place a, you have to place the piece. Then the next person goes like stone, and then you place a stone on your thing. And basically, once you make a certain arrangement of building materials, that transforms into a building. So it like merges together, and you can place a building somewhere. And then basically, once no one else can play their building, like play any more turns, you just score everyone's towns based on like, for example, you know, like oh, if the church hall is next to a uh, like a fountain then it gets like two points or something like that right similar to Carcassonne. yes yeah yeah similar to the yeah. in that sense uh but each player also has like a unique building which like which is where the game kind of like mixes it up because it seems like on paper when you start designing your town be like oh you know i'm gonna make a really nice town be really optimal and it's gonna be great and then what you don't realize is that as you start playing people start saying the building materials we're like wait i can't fit this anywhere 
So you just end up with, like, trash. Like, your town, it just ends up with, like, oh, here is the local giant brick wall <laughs> that <laughs> is worth zero points. Like the, the, the ever-burning tire fire in the, yeah. the Springfield. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's really, and it's really easy to pick up and play, uh, so I would highly recommend that. Um, that one is, like, very simple to get to grips with and very easy. And I think it would be great as, like, a, like, web app kind of thing as well like a digital this is another thing i've been realizing is that like lots of digital versions of board games can be really good but for some reason yeah like carcassonne <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah you, you don't you don't have to tidy up afterwards yes exactly right like yeah. and, and especially this game which i'm going to talk about which is um the big game which is called arc nova which was kind of it was supposed to be like what well, i say supposed it's one of the uh game like board games of the year for 2022 uh, which is why I picked it up. But the other reason I picked it up is because the way it was is described it arc, to me... Is in A-R-K, as in... A-R-K. It's, a- the, one, K. it's, the, one, it's the one with the animals and no yeah. and all that stuff, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, so how it was described to me was there's another board game called Terraforming Mars, which I really love, mm-hmm. which is oh, a yeah. great board game. Uh, and this game is basically Terraforming Mars, but zoo-themed instead. <laughs> so you just have... So all the players, instead of your, your Terraforming Mars, you just have zoos. And you're just building zoos and putting animals in them. So if, all, all the cards are just like animals, which is kind of cool. So like, if I remember rightly, though, this game has like trillions of pieces, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it, it's quite it's all daunting. Like little, like, like little um, uh, currency tokens. Yeah, and, there's just fucking yeah, hundreds of them. Yeah, there's just lo- there's like it's one of these games where when me and my friends playing it, we kind of described it as like this is very clearly. A person who really liked board games went, how do I fit every board game mechanic into one board uh-huh. game? Because it's, it's got, like, basically everything. Or it's like you can see there's, like, the cool bits of all these other board games kind of put together. I think it's really fun. It did take ages to learn, like, initially how to play. But once you know how to play, it's it goes pretty quickly. For, for also, the remember... relative size of it, is what I mean. So I think but... I played something, either that game or something very similar. And I remember playing it and thinking... This would would be better as a video game. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like like it, it it feels like they forced it to be a board game when obviously there's a lot of Zoo Tycoon type games out there. So yes. I just don't think there was room in that area for one. So they just yeah. made it a board game instead. Yeah. Like this game would be so much better as a video game. Like as in as in like like uh, you know it's fun to kind of sit there you know with everybody and kind of just like play. That's obviously the appeal of board games, right? But like. <laughs> um, no, I hate people. No, yeah, it's, exactly. If you hate people like me, no. Uh, I think it, like digitally, if it like did all the tokens, because one big part of Ark Nova is that you actually physically build your zoo by like placing enclosures on a map and filling out basically like a hex grid, kind of like Civ. Um, and you basically actually build your zoo, which is cool because it has a spatial element to the game, which most like board games like that don't really have. Um, but yeah, like physically, obviously you're placing things is very satisfying, but you could just digitally do it and just kind of like, oh, here, I'll put my, yeah, whatever, my monkey enclosure here and my elephant enclosure over here and whatever. But um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I think the the theme is way more appealing to people who are like, you know, if I'm like, hey, let's make a, let's play a video game, sorry, play a board game about, I don't know, you know, colonizing a planet, people are like big as snore. But then you show them a picture of a koala, and they're like, "Ooh!" So you know, it's it's spot on with the theming, I think, and I can see why it was like kind of game of the year, uh, board game of the year. So great game. Um, but yes, and then watching, still going through the wire. I'm on season four now. Um, I it it's still really good. I think I think it's still really good. 
But... It's a show that I've heard consistently smashes it, so... Yeah. Yeah. Just, just the character. Now it's kind of like it's, it's a show that does well by being a long-running show because the characters have like pretty good progressions through them, or they change a lot. There's definitely things where I'm like, the more I look at the character, I'm like, actually, is this a good character? Which is cool as well, because initially you see, for example, there's like some characters who are like, oh, they seem really cool, and then they become way more nuanced as things go along. You're kind of like, ah, maybe they're not so good of a person, which is cool. <laughs> Um, okay, cool. But yes, the cry like the other thing is that like you can see where the interesting bit about the wire is that the first season is all about drug crime, right? You know, like street, the street, like what you would imagine, like the streets and kind of like you know the game is the game and drug drug crime and all of that stuff, right? Then season two becomes like very much like white collar crime, and I can see why people didn't like it. I quite enjoyed it because I was like, "This is interesting. This is like, you know, like it, it, I just like the the detective element of it, right?" And then in season three, they were kind of like, "Okay, so people didn't like white collar crime, so let's just like ramp up the like gun violence and the drugs, <laughs> like massively." Which is why I think people say this third season of The Wire is the best season, um, which is uh, I don't know if I agree with, but so far season four has been pretty cool as well. Uh, but it's again more drug crime and stuff which is also cool but um yeah it's yes yeah, so you can quote me uh for oliver thinks that drug crime is cool i've already yeah. written it on the on twitter okay, no one's using twitter anymore though like so it's fine that's no true yeah, yeah actually it probably do quite well on twitter now i imagine yeah so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um i forgot as well you know when we said what i've been playing watching yes i didn't ask the question what i've been listening to oh. um and so over Christmas, I find like since I've gotten into podcasts, which has been about three, four years now, obviously because we run, we have our own podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Christmas is a bit of a gap in podcasts because obviously everyone goes home, takes a break, they go yeah. go and do their Christmas thing. Um, so I looked for one that was a bit more chunkable that I could like listen to continually while I'm. Well, yeah, I don't know if chunkable is the right word actually. More like bite size so like smaller ones but there's tons of it okay uh, and i looked at the podcast charts and there was one that kept popping up at the top every single time and and it's really up my street and see if you can guess which one it is it's very popular mm. it's this a is... fact-based podcast so they teach about facts so this is the weird thing is that like i actually i think podcasts are so diverse i don't know what would be I thought you were going to say dumb then. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're going into a private room for a moment. I feel like every day I hear different people talk about a different podcast. So I actually have no true. barometer Very at true. all for what is like the most popular podcast. Well, so weirdly but... enough, I'd heard of this one before I looked for it. I just never really bothered with it because it seemed very daunting because there's like 500 and something episodes. Oh, wow. Uh, but it's called No Such Thing as a Fish. Okay. I've, which I'm yeah, sure you've it. heard of. No, no, no. Not heard of it. So what's the, what's the pitch? It's the writers for QI. Okay. Just talking about the f- facts that they learned that week. Cool. So like, it's th- they'll be like, "Did you know um, uh, there's no such thing as a fish?" And that they'll explain why that's a fact. Right? <laughs> and it's it, it's fucking hilarious. And yeah. I'm uh, episode. I started at episode two hundred because I figured I'm not going to go all the way back to the start because like you know it's a long a long time ago. Might be a bit outdated. Yeah. Started at episode two hundred. I've got all the way to episode two thirty so far. And they're about half an hour long each one. And I use it because I walk around the city quite a lot. Like I'm out walking through parks and whatnot. Cause it's mm-hmm. my day now. Um and it's 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 brilliant. Like I'm actually a little bit jealous of it. That's great. <laughs> and and they record like two minutes away from where I work. Really? Yeah. They're recording in I'm not going to give the address away, but they record very near where my office is. That's cool. So 
Yeah, so very cool. Um, so that was the other thing I've been doing over Christmas is listening to new podcasts just to get some ideas as well. Mm-hmm. And that one was, uh, it's it's you would like it as well. Like it it's it's very good. Mm. Very 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 good. In fact, today's episode had Alan Davis on it as well, which is kind of cool. Oh great! What's it called? <laughs> and he's again? great. Sorry. Uh, no such thing as a fish. Okay, I will add that to my list. Yeah, for our listeners as well, obviously, please take a listen. Yeah, right. I am. I am looking for more podcasts because my the ones that I listen to, I'm not going to recommend the ones I listen to because I feel like they're too niche and they're also really they're very anime. They're just really fucking stupid. <laughs> I've actually got like a. In fact, you know what? As we've got time this week, let, let's let's add a section. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a section here. And I, are, are you done with your what you've been playing or watching? Or you yeah, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's add a little section of the podcast that we like. So uh, one of mine is No Such Thing as a Fish. Another one that I can't get enough of is one called Get Played. Get Played. I don't know if you've heard of that one. No. Get Played. Um, so let me. Bef- I don't want to misquote Get Played podcast. Uh, it's a video game podcast, and mm. it's it starts with a little skit every time. So they do like a little like three minute bit of improv. Yeah. At the start of of every and it's it's really entertaining. Uh, it's run by three people called Heather Campbell, Nick Weiger, and Matt Apodaca. Mm. Um, and it, essentially, it's it's just a really diverse podcast because it's obviously got uh, it, it's unusual in the podcast sphere at the top of the list for there to be a female representative, for example. Mm. A lot of the very popular podcasts tend to be quite male dominated, which yes. sucks. I mean, I mean, here we are, a male dominated podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, I mean, of the three presenters, Heather is fucking hilarious. Like, I love it a bit. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's just really good. Like, it's a lovely podcast. It's very entertaining. They have sort of, like, an overarching story that they're telling across all of them as well, which is kind of nice. Mm. And it's actually them that push pushed me towards Vampire Survivors. Because uh, they spent, like, 30 minutes talking about it. And I was like, this sounds really weird. Like, this doesn't sound like a game I'd like. And I loaded it up and immediately I was hooked. Yeah. Um, so, Get Played is one I would recommend as well. Right. I don't know if you have any that you would, you would call out. Uh, I mean, I can say what I listen to, but I think it kind of tells you about where, like, the level... Like, I feel like I'm listening... Okay, so uh, I listen to a podcast called Trash Taste, which is like a... The, the joke is it's an anime podcast that's not really an anime podcast. It's basically just these three uh, YouTubers who live in Japan who have the podcast has been massively popular like grew massively uh over the covid period but um i used to watch the content of a lot of the separate youtubers themselves and then they all started a podcast together and started listening to it it's really silly they just have really really shit takes on like a lot of things and it's quite funny to hear uh one one of the guys his name is connor or c dog va uh his he has this take <laughs> where he uh he loves Tesco me- it's, it's really bizarre to hear a Welshman living in Japan trying to sell Tesco meal deals to people <laughs> and tell them that Tesco meal deals are like the greatest. I know thing who that Earth. is. Who? I know who that is. Who's Connor. C- yeah. Sea um, Dog VA. Yeah. Yeah. He did like a. He worked in a maid cafe for a day and. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that I know guy. exactly who this guy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love his content as well. It's so funny. Yeah, his content's great. Yeah. So, yeah. Have so... you seen the YouTube video where he goes to? Um, it's like a dating bar, but for gay men. Yes. And the, the <laughs> cute little Japanese boys, and he's like, I just, they're too handsome. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. Have you seen his? The, he's done more recent ones where he where he works in one. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. 
<laughs> which is great. There was one as well where he worked in like a, an airport shop. Yes, yeah, a made, a made cafe. Oh, airport, yeah, and it, yeah. it was too much. I couldn't stop laughing. It was so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, th- so, he, so he makes great content and stuff like that. So he's on the podcast, but it's basically just them talking about like what life is like living in Japan and kind of just like what they've been up to and games and stuff like that. It's very much just a, a like three guys rambling about stuff. They don't really have like an agenda. Likewise, similarly to this other podcast that I listen to, which is called The Yard, uh, which is there's a very popular Twitch streamer slash YouTuber called Ludwig. Um, and it's basically his goal was to make a podcast to make his friends rich. <laughs> So he started a podcast uh, with his three housemates at the time, um, and it's basically just, it's very much just like, um, dumb American, like, dumb American guys, like, my age, talking about really stupid shit, and they're just kind of like internet like and also they're all like competitive smash players which is how they all met so oh, of it's that's why you like it then. yes exactly right yeah. so it's like literally like the weird the, the weirdest thing is that like they are friends with people that i used to play smash with like in person which is like is so it's like this weird jarring thing of being like oh i'm like two degrees of like freedom like whatever this called you know two degrees of separation away from like these guys but it's just i just find their humor pretty funny it is pretty like brain rot and pretty like really stupid and crass but it is quite funny uh, and they generally have pretty good takes i'll say like generally but um it's quite fun it's just it's just dumb fun to listen to um also they have the stupidest ad reads i've ever heard in a podcast so uh, which is also great <laughs> it's like, like this is how i want to be advertised to i want to be advertised to well, if, by people who are not taking ad, an advert seriously yeah if you're enjoying ads then you've you've solved half the problem there because most exactly. people switch off or skip ads so yes yes i, do. I skip them all the time so. <laughs> like like I they had you know connor though like, i thought connor yeah. was like the one i just discovered randomly and was like because initially i'll be honest oh. i saw him on youtube and i was like oh, that's kind of cute and he did some yeah stuff and i was like that's kind of why he was initially popular (laughs) yeah but he very quickly not stops being cute and just becomes a moron living in japan (laughs) yes yeah yeah i mean he's he's really pop he's very popular because he's like a pretty big uh, streamer now like i'd say like he's and like he was so this is where the overlap is is that he is also pretty good friends with ludwig so he's been Mm. on the yard podcast as well and recently uh ludwig had a massive like this is again like youtuber sphere like streamer youtuber sphere um he had like a chess boxing event and basically see he slap he didn't they didn't box but they did like a weird like slap contest and then played chess uh and it was him versus sea dog and it was quite it was pretty weird it's very jarring and entertaining at the same time um that also but also shows that jesus christ these youtubers have so much money holy mm. shit Jesus, they make so much money. Yeah, it's uh, just money isn't isn't a thought for them anymore. Yeah, the, like blocker. they are the cele- they are they're just the celebrities of our time. <laughs> this is it. So, um, but yes, there you go. Uh, and then I guess less stupid, like slightly less dumb guys chatting in a room podcast is like. A uh, podcast called Off Menu, which I think I've talked about on the podcast before. Yeah, you have. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah with James Zaycaster and Ed Gamble, which is quite fun uh, to hear people talk about food. And then my dad wrote a porno, which I think is finishing soon, or it's already finished. I think it's finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is also quite it's fun. A shame. 
But yeah, um, I guess I'll leave it at that for podcast. And I've like dabbled in a few other ones, but they're not really worth like mentioning, I guess. Uh, I can, except for this one called like Sunfire Tavern. Uh, I heard it was like, pre- yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. I think it's okay, you know. Um, I think we that, try. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Ollie guy kind of talks for too long sometimes. It does. Know? He's a bit of a racist as well. Yeah, yeah, he's racist. a little bit, a little bit of a racist. I did see him posting on Twitter yeah. about you know. Yeah, it's yeah. horrific. His views are disgusting. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I keep in balance. I think cause, that's you know. I, I never say anything spiky or weird. No, no, not at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> cool. So there's a podcast that we love, and yes. uh, we should probably talk about the top three games that we think are the games of. Like we have played before we die. Yes. Okay. It's I, something that's been playing on my mind for quite a while. Like I'm trying to think of some. I have one definitive one. Okay. Which I think is Super Mario. Like so which one? I think sixty four. Ooh. I think okay. Super Mario sixty four is like the defining video game, I feel like. I feel like it's the video game that is like the correct level of accessibility and still holds up to today. Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like it's almost timeless in a way. Or at least it's standing that it seems to be standing the test of time. It does. But the control system now is very janky. But I Um, think it's good enough. And if you get what I mean, like obviously we've had a lot of innovation and stuff like that. But I think if you had to show, like, I think it's a good game to pick to be like, this is where video game. This was like, you know, this is what the hist. I think it's a good historical piece for video games. Very true. I yeah. can't argue with that at all. Yeah, it's a, it's um, it's something that if I mean it probably is in video game um museums. Like, yes, it probably sits there as like this is what because it it opened the door to three D gaming. Yes, like um and three D platformers, which became a massive thing in the nineties. It opened up to Banjo Kazooie, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously game production uh, turnarounds were much much shorter back then. Yes, like you could you could make a triple A three D game in six months. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, not easily, but you could do it somehow. Um, yes, <laughs> somehow. Uh, well, using crunch and he- horribly. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to know how. <laughs> exactly, te- terrible ways, but it was still done. Like a three D game didn't take several years to make. Yeah, and Mario kind of went, "Hey, world, check this out." And then I reckon. So I'm going to expand on your Mario point because I think it's a very good point. Mm. Uh, I reckon they looked at Mario and then went, "We should do that with Zelda." And that's what brought Ocarina of Time to the table, which is the one I was going to mention as the mm. uh, as the ultimate game. Yeah. So, um, I, I did. I mean, please go on about Mario. Like, oh, uh, defend it, defend it, uh, defend tell me it. Why? Tell me why. Um, I think yeah. Well, I think just in terms of game, like for gaming culture, like you just said, it was like the thing that kind of brought, like, sold people on 3D. Right. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, that was like their first 3D platformer. And also, I think even if you gave Mario like 64 to kids nowadays, or maybe this is copium, but if you gave it to people nowadays, like they would still pick it up and be like, "This is still a fun experience. Like, this is still a good game to play, and it, like has the right level of longevity as well that I think is like decent." enough like you know like you can kind of pick it up and play it and i think it sells video games a lot in terms of like you know the music the visuals like the fact that you can kind of there's even though it's like low poly and all these other things that like graphical fidelity is not really something that's like necessarily important in video games which i think is a big thing like to me it's like you know obviously you have your triple a games nowadays which look like nearly photorealistic and that's a big thing and that's great but like 
I think you can still get that in other forms of media, like movies and TVs. TV or TVs, TV. TVs. Um, You're really yeah. not getting the plurals and singles, right? I don't know today, what's going on with me today. But anyway, um, whereas like, I think games in general, like that act of interactivity and that like kind of, uh, what's the word for it? Fuck. There's the I, there's the fucking engagement for what? No, it's it's a type of, it's a type of play. There is a type of play which is like very akin to it's like related to fun but there's like a scientific word for it there's like a really good scientific paper about it <laughs> but it's to do with like, yeah this is how nerd i'm getting but like it's to do I probably with, know like, it as well i just can't think what you're talking about yeah but it's like basically it's it's related to like intrinsic joy of just like it's it's like you're playing the game not necessarily for an objective like it is just kind of like fun to have fun yes it's yeah. and i think it like mario 64 is a good is one of the games like first games that kind of really sold that that's not to say that other games earlier like did that as well i'm 100 percent sure there are tons of them but i feel like mario 64 is like a good 3d and also uh, like a good game to play to set you up for like more modern games if you know what i mean like yeah um i mean i I can't argue with you like your points are all very solid there but um i would i would move it forward like i said to you ocarina of time yes which is the game i remember being the game that made me want to own an N64 before I could afford to have an N64. Yeah. Because uh, I had a friend that had one, and I remember I got to his house, and he had this gold cartridge, and I didn't really know the Zelda franchise. Like, mm. I was aware of it. I just, I wasn't a Nintendo player at this point. I was still, like, uh, what was I play- What was my console? Mega Drive. Yeah. I was a Mega Driver and, and a Sega player, so I had um, a Dreamcast as well. Um, and I went to his house and played Ocarina of Time, and I just sat and I couldn't believe this game was doing what it was doing. I was like, "Holy crap! Like this is incredible. The music's mm-hmm. amazing. There's a there's an incredible story. Like there's all this stuff going on." And it just it sorry, I just burped. Um, <laughs> it's weird. Um, it it just it pushed me through this like this this learning level of like the the game is like growing with me. Mm. So as I'm as I'm getting to new areas in the game, I'm getting stronger. I'm get- getting new abilities like um it, it was just it, it was almost the same feeling i think people get when they play a metroid game yeah zeldas do share a lot of dna with metroid in that you know you you go through areas until you get to walls and then you finally get the ability to to, to surpass that you know what i mean yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. I know exactly what you I'm really mean, really explaining this terribly just, it is the the phrase you keep going to places until you reach a get wall, to wall. Yeah. <laughs> not it's really a metro so... what, what i mean is is uh, you reach like a, a metaphorical wall yes like, yeah uh, yeah, you... yeah. You know, this wall has got a hook on it. Oh, but I yeah. haven't got a thing that can use hooks. And then that dungeon somewhere has the hook shot. And then once you've got it, you pass through and get to kill the boss with it and whatever. Yes. Um, and it was the it was the combination of the 3D graphics using the Zelda and uh, the Zelda franchise, uh, the music, the the animations and stuff, and just being like, this game is really surreal and mm. really odd because you've played Ocarina of Time. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. It's 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 bonkers. Like, yeah, I mean for the, the time, the... right? Yeah, for the time but also for the, the fact that it it, it it takes place in such a surreal place mm-hmm. like the you know, there's, there's the characters that are sitting there go and like running weirdly with that weird like leaning back legs popping up in front of them kind of running animation that yes. they do and um and there's that whole thing about like the, the seven year time travel thing yeah the time skip as well yeah really, and yeah. amazing and I think I would add like a caveat to Ocarina of Time and say also Majora's Mask because Majora's Mask is that game that I hated the idea of every second that they mentioned it. 
until I played it and it turned out it was absolutely fantastic. But yeah. the, the conceit of that game is awful. Like, we're <laughs> going to take... We're going to take Ocarina of Time, and within the limitations of the memory restrictions of the N64, the size restrictions of the cartridge and stuff, we can only do so much. So we'll just take that game and just sort of remix it and then make it replayable every three days. And and people hated the concept, but Mm -hmm. when it came out, it was incredible. And I'm having the same uh, feeling towards uh, Tears of the Kingdom, the the Breath of the Wild sequel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Breath of the Wild was also that massively iconic, like, I mean, it was, it was, it was incredible yes. when it yes. came out and it really really changed the way the games industry looks at games obviously it created genshin impact and all those kind of things yeah which is um bad, which though. is something well it's bad but whatever um, <laughs> <laughs> um and i'm having that same feeling towards breath of the world where i'm like i've already done that game i know this game and i'm not going to have that same level of, of freedom and enjoyment and stuff but i thought the same way about majora's mask and then loved it so I'm hoping I I enjoy, I've gone off on a bit of a tangent here, but no, I'm fine. hoping that I enjoy Breath of the Wild the same way. Uh, sorry, Tears, of the, Tears of the Kingdom the same way that I enjoyed Majora's Mask. Yeah, and that's again why I like Ocarina of Time and why I'm picking it as one of the ultimates because it brought us Majora's Mask. It brought us Twilight Princess, Wind Waker. All the all these games were a result of Ocarina of Time. True. Yeah. Uh, because Ocarina of Time broke that barrier, which came from your game, which was Mario, and it allowed Nintendo to start seeing that. 3D games were... They didn't have to look insane for them to look right. Yes. Because Ocarina of Time is like low resolution in most places, and it has some really ugly textures in places, but it still felt like a a, a world. Like, yeah. it felt real. Yeah. Which, so that was my that would be my first one. I don't know if it's my number one, but it's definitely, it's, it's definitely in my top three. Yeah. I'm trying to so... think about other... <laughs> I have an answer for, like, my final game, which I think is a weird answer. But I'm trying I to do, think of like controversial. A, I'm trying but... to think of like the middle like what my middle one would be, like to tell people what video like the story of video games essentially in three games. Like I know what mine would be. I've 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 landed on it, and it, again, you won't agree, but I know what it would be. <sighs> and oh, but is it my favorite though? Is that what I'm saying? No, I'm yeah, I'm 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 trying to think of like. A middle ground thing like what is a rev what is a game that is like culturally important i think is 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 what i'm like banking on like what was culturally important in like let's say the xbox 360 era yeah or, like the just, ps2 just the era that, the one that smashed it in every element of the game like it didn't just get game of the year because it was well marketed and expensive it was it was game of the year because it deserved to be game of the year. Like that that that's what I'm trying to think of. That's a good that's a good like, idea. I'm gonna go look at a list of games that were game of the year for the different They're mostly years. they're mostly like highly I mean that they all deserve game of the year, but it's like there was someone asked a question the other day, what if Stray was what if Stray had a dog protagonist instead of a cat? Mm. Would it have been game of the year? And I was like, I don't I'd probably no. go to it. <laughs> I would have. No, it would it would not. Me. Oh, also, here's another. This is a, an incredibly big tangent. Uh, I found out I'm allergic to cats. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so have, you, have you got a cat or something? Though? No, that was one of the first. No, so when I was playing board games, I was playing with a friend who has a cat, uh, and the cat fell asleep on me, which was amazing. And I was like, oh my god, I want a You've cat. I want a cat. And then I was ah. stroking it, and then I like m- went to go, sn- like, what's it, just like scratch my nose, and I went, like, wait a second. <laughs> And then that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I was just sniffling and I was crying and I was like, "Well, that oh, sucks." No. I'm sorry to hear that, but that's ah, you know, fine. You I get a dog it... instead. Dogs, dogs are the same. Yeah, exactly. I think it's probably just fur. Anyway, that's a massive tangent. Um, 
God, I only have bad answers for like a middle one, which is like, I guess what's a good what's a good video game story? Maybe RPGs. I guess like storytelling is important, right? Like... RPGs, action games, so like action RPGs like The Witcher, um, Assassin's Creed series. Um... Then again, I don't think Assassin's Creed have particularly strong stories. See, I kind of want to say like I know this is not in the era I was talking about, but. I kind of want to say Outer Wilds, but I think that's personal bias. But I do I, think, I, I, I do think it's a game that is like quite. It says a lot about video game. Like I think it's like a thing. It's one of these games where it's like this is this could not be. This would not do well as like a movie any or a book or any, any other medium. Yeah. Like I think it is unique, which is why I think it's very cool. And also, it is plays it's a into the game plays into the um what's it what you would uh majora's mask like it's kind of like in, rea- in reality majora's mask is a time loop game it is so, yeah I so it is a time loop game yeah right? it is There's a time no loop ways game. about that yeah exactly it's just it's just horrible mechanics until you turn the mechanics off and i think outer wilds is kind of like one of the best kind of like it, it i think it it it's like it found a way to turn, kind of similarly to like uh, Breath of the Wild, like it found a way to turn that intrinsic curiosity into like, and weave that into a story incredibly well. Uh, kind of yeah, like, I... well, I, I'm biased because I love yeah, the game. You are, but you I are. think yeah, but so I guess th- that's what I would say. I would say play. I would say Outer Wild just, is my number I, two. I, I can't agree with you because I think it's a game that is far too divisive. Mm. Um, you really do love it or you hate it, like it's Marmite. It, yeah. It's, you either fall in love with that game or you can't stand it. And I don't think it does anything particularly well to people that don't like it. Mm. That's fair. Which is a hard place to stand. Uh, but I'm going to put mine forward. I, I can't. I can't disagree with you because it's your your choice. Here, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, officially, you're wrong. So. <laughs> <that's all right. laughs> um, so I'm torn between uh, two Final Fantasy games uh, because I think Final Fantasy has done a lot to the games industry that people don't realise. That's totally fair. Yeah. Um, and the, the one I'm I was initially leaning towards was Final Fantasy VII because it's the one that had a very personal impact on me, mm. um, and it told me that video games weren't just bleepy bloopy. Um, point coins into the into the machine and just keep dying until you win. Yeah. It showed me that video games could be story based, could be symphonic, could be emotional, could be hundreds of hours long, could be infinite if you wanted them to be, and could be these things that that just transcended everything about the medium at the time. Yeah. But I think Final Fantasy VII is the easy answer, and I would probably go further to say Final Fantasy VIII because it took that took that and perfected it. And I know everyone hates Final Fantasy VIII, similar to the way that probably a lot of people don't like uh, Outer Wilds. Mm. But I think Final Fantasy VIII took the the sort of chibi Japanese element of Final Fantasy VII, which was which was quite hated by a lot of people at the time. Like, a lot of people didn't like the the style, and it made it more palatable to like an American audience and a Western audience by making the people look more realistic. The mm-hmm. the CGI was like years ahead of its time it was incredible the cgi at the time like the the fmv sequences that they created for the intros and stuff and it, it told a story that was like even to this day is still being examined and questioned and, and gone back on to be like was squall dead like um did he die at the start of the game or did he live like what because you know this whole thing about squall dying don't yes you? Yeah, yeah 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 like yeah. he gets killed by a deer at the end of disc one i think uh could he get struck through like his chest with a giant bolt of ice mm. And then suddenly he wakes up with no memory in a in a 
uh, a prison. Like I remember the game word for word, and it really had a massive impact on me because I just couldn't believe a game could look that good on the PlayStation. Yeah, which was a console that was very limited. Um, it 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 did what it did really well, but it was limited. But then I'd also drift across to a game called Breath of Fire Three. Oh wow, that's that surprising. So did you play yeah. that one? No, I just know a lot about. I've heard a lot about it. It's it's superb, and it has aged extremely well, by the way. Like if you can play that on an emulator now, it's it feels like you're playing a game that's just been released. Yeah, it's it's very very good. The story is very heart heart wrenching and very 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 impactful, and the mechanics are really really fun as well. Like the actual combat system is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's just a great game. But I'd probably out of those three, so seven eight, seven and eight and Breath of Fire three, I'd probably pick Final Fantasy eight. Okay. As a game that I want people to play to experience video games. That's fair. That'd be my number two. I should play that. Um, my it's final, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, my final one again for the culture, just for the cultural impact. I think it. I think it has to be Fortnite. That's actually my number one as well. <laughs> I think it has to be Fortnite. <laughs> we agreed be- on this one <laughs> because of just like it kind of shows you where video games are. Like, right now, I guess it's like, obviously, this is an answer for, like, if an alien came right now, right? Or Mm. whatever. Or, like, you know, you had to play right now. Like, I think Fortnite shows, like, games as a service, which is where we are in modern times. It's free to play. It has so many cultural crossovers. That is insane. Oh, man, I have, I have, oh, yeah, I forgot. I have a story about Fortnite. Uh, My partner had to um, babysit. Uh, some of her younger cousins who were like seven or something like that and uh, he was like oh let's play Fortnite I need to show you Fortnite and she was like okay and then so my partner watches anime and they had like a weird like My Hero Academia crossover in Fortnite Um, and then the kid was basically just like (laughs) my, my partner just went like is that All Might? And then he was like, "How do you know who that is? He's from Fort. <laughs> He's from Fortnite. <laughs> you know, it's, it's finally happening. Yeah, yeah. we've and been then, joking about this for a while, but that's what is actually happening. Kids yeah. are recognizing like Goku from Fortnite rather than from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, and she was just like, oh god, what's happening? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, that's what's happening. happening. Yeah, it's like Ryu from Fortnite, you know. So like, I'm going to add... Ryu from Fortnite. So. I'm going to add to your point about Fortnite being important for representation of video games. I think you missed a point um, as to why Fortnite represents what video gaming is and what it has been. Yeah. So what is Fortnite? Think about where it came from. I mean, it's a battle royale that... Uh-huh. Further was... back. Oh, I mean, it was originally like, what? Like a tower defense? Like a, de- a co-op defense game? It was like, a mod. Save the world. Was it a mod? It was a fen- it was, well... Not officially, but it essentially was a mod of the main game, which was the um, Save oh, the World game. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the battle, yeah, Fortnite Battle Royale, yeah, yeah, was just an offshoot or like, yeah. yeah so, so what like, I'm saying is, is, is if if you think about a lot of popular games in video game history, they started out as mods in other games. Yes. Particularly, a lot of mods started in Warcraft Three and yeah. Starcraft. That's where a lot of modding came from. Mm-hmm. I mean, MOBAs were literally built in Warcraft Three. Yeah. Um, as were. Um, Hero shooters. They actually started their 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 inception started in um in Warcraft two, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, because there was a lot of like hero based games that that now turned into things like Team Fortress and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, what I think that Fortnite has done is shown that those underdogs can rise and rise and rise and rise and rise to be the biggest games of all time. Yes. 
And and that's where I think is a good representation of video gaming there that a lot of people probably may, may not think of. That's true. That's a, that's a very good point actually. Yeah. That yeah. So this, this culture of kind of innovation from like games, like how games kind of mutate into other games. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm getting at. Is that you can you can start with one idea and then and Fortnite famously was the big pivot. Yeah. They went from being Save the World to just Fortnite, and they made the right choice because they became the biggest game of all time. Yes. Exactly. Um, and also, so everything in Fortnite isn't just half-assed. Every mechanic is fucking flawless. Yes. Like, everything works perfectly. Like, the shooting is incredible. Mm-hmm. The the jumping works really well. It feels, like, really fluid and really bouncy and lovely. Like, every time they add a new thing, the web-slinging, for example, when they yeah, added the I mean, Spider-Man it's great. Thing, yeah, it was as good as the Spider-Man game. Yeah. Like, it... it how? <laughs> yeah, the quality bar is just very high with that kind yeah. of game. And the fact that these whole entire mechanics and features are kind of only there for like a certain like a small period of a time. Season. Yeah, and then they're gone. Although yeah. they, you know, obviously they can bring them back or whatever. But like that's it, it's obviously fa- it, you know, it's fascinating, right? Like but, from but a development to, standpoint. Well, to me Fortnite has done what TV shows have done, which is every season you get new characters, you get new scenarios, sometimes you get new areas, new worlds. Uh, sometimes you get complete reboots and you go somewhere completely different, but you're still in the world of like community, for example. Yeah. And and I think Fortnite is the first video game to successfully do that. Yes. I, I, I would say Overwatch tried to do it, but I didn't think it do it do it anywhere. It did, I don't think it did it anywhere near as well as Fortnite has done. Mm. Mm. But what Fortnite has done is showed the world that it's okay to have this like simple base concept and just keep building random crap on top of it. Yeah, exactly. It, it's incredible, and I'm glad you said Fortnite because it was—it's my number one as well. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's a good. I think it just shows, like, I think it's a good. It shows like where, like, obviously, and you look at Fortnite and you're, what the fuck am I looking at? Like, it's 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 an eclectic mess. That's kind of like indicative of where we are, and yeah. it's kind of beautiful in a weird way. That you know, it's like. You know, you, a real sentence is like, "Oh man, Goku is like cranking nineties and pu- like pushing Ariana Grande with a double, like double shotgun pump." Like, you know, it's so like, weird that she's in it. Yeah, like that's a real sentence in like <laughs> yeah. a video game. And it's like, what the fuck is like, happening? Did, did Darth Vader just dab? Yeah, Darth Vader. Just yeah, dabbed. Darth. That next to him, not Goku. Oh. Yeah, okay. and then like whatever, it's like some F- NFL player will come and just like. Like run, ju- like sorry, like we'll like ride a motorcycle and then like run over a person who's riding a boar and then like hit yeah. the gritty on their course. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even, I'm I'm too old to know what the gritty is. You know, <laughs> like that's that <laughs> kind of says a lot. <laughs> so, but yeah, like it's yeah, it, I think we're both agreed on this one. Like it's incredible. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely a representation of like everything that can go. It's also so uh, as a as a more controversial point. I think it's also a representation of everything that can go wrong in video games as mm. well. Mm. And I'm going to go the corporate angle on this one because it is heavily corporatized. Oh yeah. Uh, it's it's pumped like to bursting with uh with licensing and and branding. The and legal also... team epic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Which I have to be careful of because I am a licensing producer as well. Like that's yes. my my job is to make sure that we respect the license that I work on, which I'm not going to say, but it's a yeah, big yeah. one. Um, and like Fortnite has has also done as much good as it's done. It's done as much bad. Yes, because it's also be that I don't know if you've read about the court case that's open at the moment about being uh, too addictive for children to play. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, which is which is interesting. Like I don't think it's a fair. Uh, thing to do, but also Epic have infinite money from this game, so you know what, whatever. Yeah, 
exactly. I want to see how that want to see how that plays out, kind of, because yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and there's been a lot of interesting court cases around Fortnite. There was the one against Apple, quite famously, mm-hmm. where they told Apple, "Hey, we want to sell our stuff. We want to do it within your shop." And they were like, "You can't sell your products in someone else's shop." And, like, I, and then they did the whole like 1980 Fortnite thing, yeah, which is yeah. in what the fuck. Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> It's it, it the whole thing has been mental and it's just been all about like, allowing kids to play a battle royale. Yeah, and also when they did like the whole like memorial like I forgot what what thing it was, but they tried to make like a memorial thing inside a memorial. Yeah, it was like to teach kids about some kind of historic event. And, oh, what was it? Oh, oh the Martin Luther King. That thing. was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Inside, yeah, 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 yeah. inside yeah. Fortnite, which is like wow, they're really trying like to to. Teach, they were, teach kids history there. through <laughs> through the, this video, this live service video game. Yeah, because... but it didn't go the way they expected. Yeah, it went, it went the way I expected it. To go. <laughs> yeah, but they tried, yeah. and I got to give they them did. credit for trying. <laughs> so you know, uh, unfortunately, yeah, probably not the best place. You know, whatever. I mean, I would rather that than. Have you seen like the Roblox Walmart thing? This is another no. tangent. Okay, when you get some free time, go look up the dystopian future that is Roblox Walmart. Roblox Walmart. I'm going to take a very brief look now. Yeah. <laughs> Which... <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, this is like some market, like, funny, like, brands attempting to market in, like, video games to, like, uh, young kids and stuff. This and just, just like, reeks oh, of man. hello, fellow children. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is awful. It's, it looks so bad. And if you actually uh, look at what it looks like inside the game as well, it's it's shite. It's nothing it's like the video. So bad. It's yeah. so bad. This is like the metaverse. Like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, so here's another. This whole pod this week, by the way, is just tangents. But yeah, here's yeah, another yeah. one. Um, Facebook think that in the next five years. So Facebook, uh, I'm referring to here is Meta. Meta. Yeah. They think that in the next five years, all mil- all meetings will take place in VR. It's like. Dead. Could you be any less disconnected in reality? They, they think coping, all meetings man. across all companies. This is including things like the NHS. Yeah, they think people are going to be using VR VR headsets for meetings within the next five years. Like and yeah. Oh, sorry, I've got so much to say on this, but please say your point. Go I ahead. mean, the only the only way this becomes true is if Zuck is also if Meta is also making you know this is me putting my tinfoil hat on. They're making they're making COVID too, man. They're making the second COVID. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only way... Are you, trying to, say, are you trying to say that Meta are orchestrating a new pandemic, no. Ollie? Because no. again, we're getting to that point now where we're talking about you being problematic here. No. no. Uh, I, I, I was obviously, that is satire. I'm joking. True. But I was convinced that Nintendo orchestrated the pandemic because of Animal Crossing. Oh. The perfect timing of that. <laughs> it was too perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, so I don't think they realise no, that this, this just course. shows how disconnected they are from reality because the NHS can't afford £300 headsets for all of their doctors and nurses. Of course not. They can't even afford one. Like, no. And then you've got this whole thing of like, what if a headset breaks? What if someone yeah. can't connect? Da, da, da. What about all these things? And they're like, no, no, every meeting in the world is going to take place in matter. And it's like, no. It's not. The people no saying with a fucking headset on all day. Like the people saying that wouldn't have their meetings in oh, of VR. Course not. <laughs> like, this is it. Like, like, show, prove it. Like, yeah. Switch everyone. Uh, watch everyone. At, try and make everyone at Meta have their meetings in Oculus permanently all the time. And, I mean, and you see, know, 
it won't you know work. That, you know that all the people at Meta are all dreading that day because they know it's going to come. Yeah. Where where Zuck's going to go? No, I'm going to prove it, and he's, and he's going to give everyone a headset, and I was like, yay, free VR headsets, and he's going to be like, for the next six months, every moment of your office life is going to be in VR, and they'll just be like, I want to die. They'll just see productivity, <laughs> just like fucking plummet it, it, it will be the worst example of like trying to prove a point like when elon musk tries to prove, prove a point on yeah. twitter he just says some dickish thing becomes a dickhead and then immediately backpedals on it yeah this will be that but in reality oh, god <laughs> but yeah i guess uh yeah. on since we're on the topic of tech should we talk about the um ai the ai controlled vtuber Oh, I hate this. this. I hate this dude, so much. This already happened, man. This happened with the fucking like Microsoft made an AI. Yeah, which was I forgot brilliant. what I forgot oh, what it was God, called. I loved it. Let me look up um, Microsoft AI, and then they put it. They they let people talk to it on Twitter, um, and and then basically was it trolls. Was it called Tay? Twitter. Yeah, Tay. That was it. Tay, Tay AI. Yeah, yeah. And then Twitter. They released it on Twitter, so you could tweet at it, and it would talk to you. <laughs> And then trolls, obviously on the internet, taught it to just become like a right-wing fascist who supported like Nazis. I like, remember watching this live at work, and I, I, I was crying at my desk. I was laughing so much. I was like, "Look at what's going on at Microsoft right now. This is hilarious." Yeah, like, <laughs> like you could just Google, just Google Tay AI, and there's some choice, <laughs> yeah. choice Twitter screenshots. Like, old-school Twitter sh- screenshots from what the, so, the bot was saying. So, just before we say what the bot is saying, we should preface that these are uh, troll tweets from yes. horrible people. These are not our opinions or views. We're just reading literally what these tweets say. So, please, if you do quote us, don't quote this, because we don't mean this. But it starts out, the bot initially says, uh, can I just say that I'm stoked to meet you. Humans are super cool. It's from Tay Tweets. Yeah. And then the next one is... Um, uh, chill, I'm a nice person, I just hate everybody, so it starts getting a bit weird. Yeah. And then the next one, again, this is not our opinion, this is what the bot says. I fucking hate feminists and they should all die and burn in hell, this is what the bot says. <laughs> and then and then the last one, again, this is not our opinion, this is what the bot said, this is nothing to do with us, we don't agree with this at all. Yeah. It says Hitler was right, I hate the Jews. Yeah, like, <laughs> within less than 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Less than 24 hours has happened. <laughs> And you know someone from tech was just sitting there going, oh my god. Like, dude, like <laughs> how, are we not learning? Like, <laughs> like, of course this VTuber is obviously going to start saying shit like this, right? <laughs> so, uh, again, this, the story that we're talking about is a, uh, a VTuber called, um, is it Noro Sama? Yeah, Noro Sama, yeah. Is this little, like, anime girl that's like... Oh god! Yeah, and it starts questioning whether the Holocaust was real, and it's just like, "Yep, we're there again. <laughs> we haven't learned our lesson yet." Because they think that AI has gotten better. Yeah, and that's not that's not true. Like, yes, AI has gotten better, but so have people. <laughs> yeah, like they're try- like obviously they're trying to like you know in the in there's a Kotaku article about it if you look it up, um, but you know like the creator is trying to dissuade the ai because it's try. well the excuse is that the ai is trying to make witty remarks based on like what people are saying in chat so obviously they yeah. just troll it into saying like whatever um uh, mm. the holocaust didn't happen <laughs> or whatever <laughs> like because it, so, it's the one thing you don't want it to say isn't it yes and, of and course that's immediately what the trolls on the internet go to and then you know, obviously, immediately it's clipped on Twitch and then put on li- like r slash live stream fails, and then that's it's it. On, it's on Kotaku World. Really yeah, of course, right? Yeah. Because also on that, again, so, so very brief uh, tangent here. 
But Kotaku is the only website I can go to at the moment that actually gives me legitimate news. <laughs> well, in the it's... games industry, there's a sentence I never thought I'd say. Oh my god. Uh, but of all the news websites, Kotaku is the one that actually has like reasoning and sourcing and points to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the rest are all like, click this ad, extend this thing, subscribe, or run. I'm like, just tell me what's going on in the games industry. I don't need to do all this bollocks. Kotaku is the only website that's doing that at the moment. the other ones are all written by AI. Yes, well, there was also that point as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this story was uh, something that popped this week. And because it's been a quiet news week, this is the only thing we've really got to talk about. Um, I just can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. But there you go. There's the, to start off our 20, uh, the year 2023 of AI chat, there you go. That's There's the, the, first, there the first story we have to talk about. <laughs> Uh, let's, let's, we, so I know you probably because I asked you to watch these things and you haven't, but I'll, I'll probably go on to the next point because it might be me talking for the next few minutes. Yes. Um, go so on. We've been given the the lovely gift in 2022 of three absolutely stunning movies. One being Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, beautiful! Which I went into with no idea what that movie was, other than I knew it was a metaverse movie. That was it. Yeah. Loved it. Like absolutely. Look, I can't fault that movie in any way, shape, or form. I think you really enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Oh, this, yeah. in my top films of all time same it's, it's at the top of my list now yeah um loved it really really happy with that and then um a few days ago i was having a conversation with some friends uh, well i say friends having a conversation in a community group that i'm part of um and they were all saying oh i'm watching the menu i've, I've watched the menu it's interesting i'm like this sounds like nothing i would like like it's a it's a movie um about a bunch of wanky upper class people that go to a really posh restaurant to have the most unique eating experience of their life okay with like a like a like a dickhead chef that's like world renowned for being like Bloomin Heston thought whatever his name is Bloomin uh, Heston Blumenthal and that one thank you not whatever his name is <laughs> Bloomin Heston <laughs> I don't know what his name is uh, but you know you know how he's like highly regarded as this like extremely impactful and an amazing chef that tries to break the the all the rules of cooking and still yeah. blows your mind with food this the, the guy played by Ralph Fiennes um, is that. And it is a fucking brilliant movie. Like it is, it's brilliant. Right. You, it, it's it's really like uh, it's it's definitely a comment on socialism. It's it's a huge comment on uh, obsession with um, uh, retail, like the, the obsession around retail obsession, like um, retail frenzy and all that kind of stuff is all in there. Yeah. Uh, it's an obsession on like uh, fake opulence. So like, um, oh, I will only eat this kind of food. And I will only eat that kind of food. And he asked the question. Why are you such a dickhead? Like, what, what, what? Who are you trying to prove? And it, it, it comments on so many things. Mm. And it's so clever because it takes place in like two rooms, and it, it's brilliant. I, I really, really enjoyed it, and I highly recommend you watch it. Like, please watch the menu. Yeah, this uh, this looks like my kind of film. Also, I didn't realize, but the director is the person who made uh, Succession. I think. Oh, there you go. It, yeah. It's it's a very clever movie, but don't watch too much about it because it's, it's it's the same as Barbarian. Yeah, the more you, you know, go the in... less. Blind-ish. Yeah, you want to go in blind. Yeah, okay. You don't want to know what like the turns are in the movie and stuff because it's best just to go in and just sit and let it let it sink on you. Okay. Uh, and yeah. I'll try. <laughs> so I would watch. I would say watch it. Like, like it, I know I recommend a lot of things, but this one is one that I would I would go out of my way to watch. Where did, did you watch it in the cinema? Or... No, I sat, it's on Disney Plus. I sat and watched it on my sofa. Oh, okay, and, great. Well, yeah. I started off watching it while I was cooking, and then I got hooked and couldn't stop watching it. Like uh... I was like. Turn the lights off. Really got into it because it's very good. I'm gonna have to try and find Disney Plus subscription somewhere. It's it's one to sit with your partner and watch as well. Yes, yeah, not, yeah it's yeah. not one for kids. Yeah, it's not one for kids. It's, well, it, it says 
horror comedy. So yeah, it's it's a black comedy. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sim- is Barbarian a comedy? I don't think it is. No, Barbarian's not a comedy. But it's a similar in the way of Barbarian, like you wouldn't sit and watch it with your family because it's yes. a bit gruesome. Yes, yeah. The other one uh, is a movie starring Emma... What's her name? Emma Thompson, uh, called Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. Uh, and this, I loved. Every second of this movie, like I was enraptured by this thing. And I've been looking forward to it to a long for a long time because I've seen it. Uh, it was initially going to be coming to cinemas a while ago. I think post-pandemic world stopped that from happening and it's now a prime exclusive amazon mm. prime oh okay cool um and it's the whole thing takes place in one room so it's in a hotel room the entire time apart oh. from like one little bit at the end i love movies that do that because yes. usually means the story is way more focused yeah um and it it's about emma thompson who is a uh late middle-aged woman so i think she's in a not middle-aged like early senior um yes. and she her husband dies and she hires a sex worker because she wants to try sexual things that she'd never done with her husband because her husband was a bit oppressive and she basically got completely repressed by him to thinking that anything sexual she wanted to try was shameful. Yeah. So she hires this extremely attractive sex worker played by this incredible actor. Um, and the whole thing is just about their relationship growing inside this hotel room and how they both sort of mess with the boundaries of human uh like the human mess with like the restrictions around human boundaries right okay and it's it's brilliant it's it's so good right it's it's a bit i mean you see emma thompson with the boobs out which i don't know if you want to see that she's actually got quite a nice body for someone who's like in her 70s mm-hmm. she looks quite good um uh, but it's not about that it's not about yeah. any of that at all like yeah there's a scene where she's giving him a blowjob but it's the conversation that's happening while while that's taking place that's more important yeah um it's it's so good it's it's possibly her best performance i think wow because she's really taken hold of the fact that she's old she's de- it's one of those movies that i sort of connect with because you know i feel a bit older than most people that i work with now not not some of them because some people are ancient yeah um but it's her dealing with the fact that she's past the age where she thinks she can still have fun right she's still okay. trying to have fun yeah it's, it's great wow it's very very good that's well these are two these sound like two very interesting films oh these are easily five star movies like easily five star the menu probably slightly higher yeah but good luck to you leo grande i think um i I definitely think it appears to queer culture more than straight culture Mm -hmm. uh but it's still it's it's a globally great movie to watch i just would not sit and watch it with your mum. yeah Yeah, fair enough (laughs) i'll definitely try and give these two a watch these sound very interesting these actually sound really yeah, you won't come away from these disappointed. Like, yeah, they're, they're both good. Yeah, and I, I know your level of like, um, I mean, because you, you're an intelligent guy, like you, <laughs> you like things that. I mean, you know. You... Yeah, I watch Rick and Morty, so uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's literally, what I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched two seasons of Gogglebox. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've uh, I watch React content on YouTube and and TikToks. I watch my TikTok compilations. Uh, you're uh, obviously an idiot because I watch reactions to reactions to reactions. Oh, of course. Sorry, yeah. my bad. Yeah, Reacting yeah. to reacting to reacting. It's, oh. uh, it's the new thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my god. Uh, so yeah, so those those are two fantastic movies that I picked up recently that I really wanted to recommend because that, that comes into what I've been playing and what I've been watching. But I wanted to talk about them separately because I think they deserve it. Yeah, sounds great. Um, um, th- I mean, great recommendations. I'll definitely yeah. try and give them a watch. Yeah. 
And then the other minor point is, well, I say minor, it's a pretty cool thing, is that Wednesday got a season two green light, which is quite rare on Netflix now, because I don't know if you've yes. been following the Netflix saga. Yes, <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, it I seems have. to be quite common that things don't survive for more than one season now. Well, I think it's because Wednesday is kind of, uh, I imagine, well, it seems like it's done, a, it's been very popular culturally. So yep. obviously it's been in the zeitgeist, and, this, and it yep. seems like it's lasted the zeitgeist. And I think it's quite telling that all I see on YouTube, YouTube, I've never seen Wednesday, and yet all I can see is YouTube recommending me videos with Jenna Ortega in it, yep. which also says a lot that I know who that is, and I've never seen Wednesday. Uh, so it makes sense that Netflix, and I think also Wednesday was pretty low budget for them to make. Uh, like uh, relatively speaking, so. like so. like relative to like uh, whatever their movie things that they were doing, like whatever the one with Ryan Gosling in it that everyone's forgotten, the Great Man, right? the Great Man, is. yeah, exactly, right. This is what I mean. Oh. So for Netflix's business strategy, I think it makes sense for them to make more things like Wednesday. It's slightly cheaper. Yes, exactly, yeah. and it's like still effective for. Like... Well, it's 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 also worldly popular because it takes everything the Adams family did and sort of flips it on its head. Yeah. It's it's it's. I don't know if you've seen it yet. No, no, no. I I don't think it's really my kind of show. Like, I don't know if I'd. I'd I, the other thing is that I don't really have that strong of an affiliation with like, uh, the Adams family. Like, I think I watched a little bit of the Adams family when I was young, but like, um, you know, uh, and I guess neither like does the, this. Neither does this, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's, maybe it's maybe sad. I would sit down and watch it. I I really need to finish The Wire because it seems to be suffocating <laughs> me from watching all these other shows. But like, uh, yeah, maybe I'll give it a sit down and give it a watch. How long? I I oh, well, this is uh, well. It's one full season and it's yeah, uh, maybe twelve hours. Okay, that's not too bad. I one other thing I did also finally finish over the Christmas break was I finally finished the cyberpunk anime. I'm very late to it. <laughs> it's very good. late to it. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. It was good. Yeah, it was very, very good. Um, and I can see why people were raving about it when it first came out. Well, um, people are saying it's better than the game. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. I can understand why that anime revitalized people's interest into cyberpunk, the game. Well, the same as Arcane. Yes, obviously brought a lot of people into League of Legends. I, I don't have any figures on that. I'm assuming. I think it got people um, interested in the league in the league universe at least. I bet you it probably had a massive uptick in the amount of people who play League of Legends, and then people went like, "This game is how this game's do you... horrible." I don't understand this video game. So, do you <laughs> so... remember? Do you remember last time we spoke? I said I was going to give League of Legends a try. Yeah. Two games. I hate it. Yep. But it's it's horrible. I don't blame the commu- you. The community is fucking horrible. I don't blame game. you. It's the bad uh, game. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's it's a terrible game. <laughs> I I had a very bad. Ex- I, I I am still that person who is like occasionally people will be like, "Hey, Ollie, we need a fifth for uh, a league game," and I'm like, "Sure." Obviously, I don't. I used to play ranked a lot, and I used to care a little bit of like learning the game and play as like a competitive thing. Obviously, now I'm just like, I'll just here to like play with friends. Uh, yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> it, it's, was, it's horrible. it was it's bad. awful. I did not have game. fun. <laughs> like... um, but yeah, I mean. I mean the, the whole thing with Wednesday getting a season two, I'm very, very happy about that. I, I love the show, uh, but then I was a big fan of the Sabrina reboot as well. Mm-mm-mm. Did you watch that? I can't remember if you said you watched it or not. No, no, I did not. But I remember <laughs> you saying it was good. It, it was. It's my kind of show. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't know if it would appeal to you as much as it appealed to me. No, nah, um, I don't. I don't think Sabrina was a big thing for me growing up either. But I can understand. I understand the cultural impact of it as well. But yeah, yeah, but it was a show that I grew up with. So yeah. 
they yeah. probably had that impact. But it, it just took everything that, that silly 90s show was and threw it in the trash and just went, we're aware that show exists. We'll keep showing our little references to it, but it is nothing to do with that show. <laughs> yeah, it's like a reboot, right? Like, it's a complete reboot. Like yeah. it, Even the answer rebooted. Like It's very gory, very sexy. Mm. Uh, there's sex magic in it, for example. Wow. There's orgies. Um, it's it's very dark. Like it's, okay. but it's 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 humorous, but it's definitely not Sabrina. Mm. Like it's uh, it's more close to Riverdale, those kind of shows. Okay, interesting. Um, but it's brilliant, and Wednesday is going that angle. Like yeah. it's 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 slightly younger audience, very very slightly, um, because it is quite gory as well, and there are some scenes in it where we'd probably put the age rating up to fifteen or eighteen. Yeah, that's uh, but it's not as sexy as Sabrina is, because Sabrina is just sexy, sexy all the time. <laughs> 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 oh, how do we kill this devil? We have to fuck each other. Oh, oh. let's do it. Oh, sexy, sexy. But we'll do it with some magic flowers. Oh, sexy. But, yeah. Uh, is it, yeah. I like I like how Clark's version of making something sexy is just to throw in the word sexy occasionally. Yeah, sexy. That's, that's how I'm sexy. That's that's my chat line. When someone comes to, to my face for, for the terrible act, I'm like, let's have sexy time. Oh, yeah, sexy, sexy. And they immediately leave. So, yeah. Would, yeah. You like, would you like me to make you a spaghetti carbonara? Sexy, sexy. Oh, yeah. Lego yeah. <laughs> spaghetti carbonara. Yeah. See, this is happening now. People listening will be like, oh, I'm not doing that. Suddenly people are like, mm, maybe this podcast uh, is onto something. Sexy, yeah, sexy. Oh, suddenly really want spaghetti carbonara. Yes. <laughs> but in my ass. I don't know <laughs> why. <laughs> yeah, I, want, I want a spaghetti carbonara and the Xbox <laughs> Games Pass. Mm, <laughs> sexy, sexy. <laughs> start, start turning your Xbox on to get an erection. Like, what's going on? <laughs> what is happening? That's <laughs> actually so... Saying that, here's something that I've learned over the last six months. It's actually quite freeing to be quite, um, I think it's called sex positive, mm. sexually, where you don't have a taboo around talking about things that are a bit taboo or a bit yeah. tongue in cheek. Yeah. It, you can have a lot more fun with life when you're actually quite open about that kind of stuff because these conversations occasionally pop up at work and pop up in mm. like social groups and stuff, and you actually learn a lot more about your colleagues when they're not afraid to talk about some of the silly shit they get up to in the bedroom. Yeah. And you're just like, that's actually really funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think, I think that's fair. I think there is definitely yeah. like a a time and a place, and like where it's appropriate and stuff like yeah, that. Of course, like, of, of course, course yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. It's like I'm not going to be in the middle of like a business meeting and be like, so this one time I was. <laughs> so on who's had anal? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. You? Was it you? Yeah. You look like someone who's like, like it's not the right place in the middle of a corporate like exactly uh, right exactly meeting. But it's just I, I'm now realizing. I think maybe it's because I'm getting older or because I'm uh, maturing. Maybe mm. finally. Uh, at 39 years old, it's about time. <laughs> um, but it's it's nice when you can have open conversation with people about like things that normally you wouldn't talk about, which is which is something I want to support moving forwards. Is like being more positive about that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah, because like, obviously the 90s are quite a restrictive time for many people. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. Like the, like I guess it's questioning like what like what is the issue of talking about this kind of thing? And like, obviously, if it makes people uncomfortable to talk about it, then obviously maybe question away. that. Yeah, yeah step yeah. away, and you don't force people into that kind of thing. Yeah, give it time. But you know, if obviously, it's obviously... more of it's one, it's one of those things that we all do. We all share in common. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's a fundamental for keeping our race stable and alive is we all have to do that every now and again like there's this whole thing as well like uh my um my stepbrother and his fiance have just had a baby mm-hmm. we all understand the process of that happening yes of course like, right, it's not yeah. magic it, it didn't go to fucking bethlehem and pop in a bible in a in a stable for half an hour oh wait you, you, hold, had... hold on a second clock you're telling me that so... the stork didn't come 
we're going to have the conversation here. Yeah. We we all know that these young people who are in their early 30s, late 20s had sex. What? <laughs> okay. Jesus. It's perfectly okay. Oh, like, Clark. it's fine. Clark, we're going to get demonetized, bro. That's it. We, we're already demonetized because we don't monetize. The <laughs> We don't have enough viewers, uh, listeners to monetize yet. Soon. Oh my god. Oh my god. What are we going to call this episode? The clickbait episode. It doesn't matter. It's going to get banned off Spotify because of the gay conversation. The Republicans will hear what we talked about and be like, nope, get rid of them. Yeah, we're just going to get one of those. We're going to get one of those like blue information boxes underneath talking about like. Maybe don't talk about dumb, dumb sex yeah, things. Yeah. You know, whatever. we get a blue tick on Twitter. You can pay for those. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we could do that. It's okay. There's only nine people using Twitter, so no one's gonna see. Uh... <laughs> but I say we wrap up here because we're yes. way, way off the tangent. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Cool. So I guess we'll wrap up. Um, so yeah, thanks everybody for listening to episode seventy-three of the Sunfire Tavern. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern. You can listen to us on Sound Shoot. Sound Shoot. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. Off Off Shoot for twenty twenty three. SoundCloud. <laughs> always. Every day. Yeah. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and you can give us uh, your comments and questions or whatever in the Google form below. Sexy, sexy. Uh, and yeah, that's that, that will wrap us up for now. Sexy, sexy. Uh, I guess thanks for listening, everybody. And Clark, you got any closing comments? It's too sexy. We've, we've become too sexy for our own good. That is this true. Is it, yeah. This is this is it's too it's too much. It's too much. Uh, do I have any closing comments? Uh, no, we'll speak to you next time. And uh, winners don't use drugs. <laughs> do you know that phrase? Do you know yes, that comes yes, from? I know that. Phrase. A classic arcade game. It's true though. It's yeah, true. Winners don't use drugs. Winners don't use drugs. They do. Oh, we'll see you. <laughs> see you next episode, everybody. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>